You're listening to 50 Plus a Tip, the show for strippers, ethical sluts, and other open-minded hoes. Hey guys, it's Danny. So today I'm joined by Jennifer Duan, and she's a sex coach and educator and host of the podcast Taking Back Slut, where she discusses topics such as sexuality and feminism and the topics surrounding them to help you continue to be safe and happy slut. She has been featured in Cosmopolitan, Bustle, Slutty Girl Problems, and Tinder. She believes virginity and gender are social constructs that sexuality is as fluid as your iced coffee, and that everyone deserves to feel empowered by sex. Thank you so much for joining me, Jen. Thank you for having me. So, first off, how did you become a sex coach educator? (sighs) Flash educator. (laughs) Well, um, I've always been obsessed with sex. Mm. Like, as a kid, it was... I mean, we all are obsessed with sex when we're, like, teens. But, (laughs) But for some reason, I was just wanted to get as educated as possible around it. Like, I was that person that people would come to that would ask questions about sex when I was a kid. Awesome. So it's always been like, I've always had a very sexual entity, I guess, mm-hmm. or a personality. Um, and then I did a lot of work with uh, like local people. I did some like background admin stuff for a bunch of sex coaches. Um, but then I actually veered off from that because I had all this admin background. I didn't really feel like I was, like, somebody who could be in the forefront of something. Mm. So I ended up making a marketing business. And then I just made, like, a shit ton of money off of that. Nice. And, like, I know, like, money's a very uncomfortable subject, but it does give you power. Mm-hmm. And it gives you the ability to make choices about your life. Mm-hmm. And once I kind of had that freedom, I was able to be, like, this isn't what I want, and now I know what I want, and I have the freedom to have what I want, right. so I'm going to go back to my roots and do what I actually want to do. So that's kind of my, like, I guess, career journey to right. sexuality. Right. Um, but yeah, it's mostly just because I want to... I think it's important to educate people around sexuality. I think that as much as there is a big push for it now, it still isn't enough. Mm-hmm. And then we're still fighting things like Instagram telling us we can't use sexual emojis anymore. Oh my like, God. That yeah. just really tells me that what I'm doing is still important and necessary. Yeah. So that's my mental journey to why yeah. I do it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I hear you. Um, so then how did your podcast come about then? I just wanted a place where I could give people free resources. Mm -hmm. So, like, yes, you can work with me and you can pay me money, but I think that it's important that people have that information anyways. Mm -hmm. Um, And if they just want to get more educated around their bodies and their sexuality, that that should be something that they can do for free. So I wanted to have something where I could talk about stuff that comes up a lot and the questions that I get from people. Um, And... I really like the podcast because it's like I can sit in my PJs at home and do it when I like. It doesn't have to be uh, like it gives me. It was a really good foray for someone who did have a lot of imposter syndrome coming into it Mm -hmm. to be the face of something. Mm. It's a very casual and intimate way for me to relay my message, but just like it feels more introverted, I guess. In the shadows. Yeah. (laughs) I always like think too, like when I'm talking about like riding dick or like getting paid to be hot and then I'm like here in my like I look like fucking Gollum and I'm like <laughs> as I like totally. yeah as I post it I'm like with my like zip cream on yeah, I'm like, like, yeah if you just 
just uh, wear like sexy underwear under your clothes to make yourself feel sexier. I'm like, I have no underwear on, yeah. and uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I haven't showered in three days. Yeah, so. my holy granny <laughs> panties pulled up under my boobs. Yeah, yeah. I always joke about that too, or when I'm talking about how to be like, you know, how to turn your men on, and then my boyfriend like will listen to the podcast and then he'll look at me and I have like, you know, like a stained hoodie. I'm like, what? Like, what do you want? <laughs> They can do as I say, not what I do. Yeah, those who can't do teach, okay? (laughs) So true. Um, So as I mentioned in the little intro there, um, you believe virginity and gender are social constructs. Can you explain that further? Yeah, for sure. Um, So basically the root of what that means is that we've created these ideas. They're not something that we're like, naturally born with it's like something that socially as we developed we're like okay we're going to take everyone with these genitals and they go into this category and everyone in these genitals goes into this category Mm -hmm. and we've created gender but now we're kind of seeing more like gender fucking essentially where it's like i can have these genitals but i can portray this type of gender right um and it's not even portraying gender even. I know it's getting so, like, fluid now. Right, but yeah. basically you can project femininity or masculinity, um, but not have the genitals that would originally go with that. Uh, and I think it's just a really fun time to be able to fuck with that. And although there's a lot of pushback, like a lot of pushback <laughs> around that, um, I think it's just, like, a very cool idea to be able to kind of fuck with that because I I do definitely feel like I have a lot of masculine energy inside of me Mm. um I don't even like love the term feminine feminine and masculine energy because I feel like especially with people who identify as female feminine energy kind of has this idea that you're nurturing and that you are soft uh, yeah soft and like submissive and right I that wasn't the original case like we stole these ideas from Asian uh, culture, right? right. From their, their, like, mysticisms. But that wasn't, like, originally how it was supposed to be projected. But it kind of, like, gives you this, if you aren't feminine, if you don't have this feminine energy, then you are doing female wrong. Right, yeah. And, yeah, so I don't love the term feminine masculine energy, but it does, like, explain things well. Right. And then the other thing is virginity. This one I hate the most. (laughs) So virginity obviously is a social construct um, because it doesn't matter if you have sex or not. Like, it's not against nature to not have sex. Mm -hmm. Like, some people don't have any sex. Some people are asexual. Some Mm -hmm. people don't want to have sex. Some people just haven't had sex. Mm -hmm. And... Virginity is something we put a lot of pressure on, especially in our youth. Like, are you a virgin? Like, if you are, you're you suck. And like, if, yeah. and it's this very weird. And then for on on the flip side, people who are identifying as female, it's like if you aren't a virgin, then like there's something you're wrong with you. Yeah. So, I like I personally like I know people who are virgins and they are older and. They, like, are totally normal people. It's not like anything happened to them or that they are fucked up in any way. It's just 
that's the way that they've lived their life. And I think that they have a lot of pressure on them. And, like, there was this, um, you know, like, The Bachelor that came out recently, and you or like the, the most recent one that was, like, a virgin. And no, was, I don't watch them, but I, I, don't I feel either. like I remember <laughs> But this was a thing. was a virgin on the show where one of the contestants or something was. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. the guy, the main guy who was, like, looking for somebody oh, was okay. a virgin. Yeah. Um, I didn't watch it either, but... Uh, so I don't no, want to like talk on it. it. No, I, I wish I watched it. I actually do love trash television. I just oh, I'm big on uh, Real Housewives. That's my shit. Yeah, okay. Ooh, I'm gonna get into that. I'm done. Like, come on. Um, but yeah, but the the world was like losing its mind about it, right? Like yeah. it was this like male virgin. Yeah, and like that was like not okay. Like, what was wrong with this person? Like, why didn't it happen for them? And like, yeah. But it's really just like a concept that we've created to. I don't even know what what like it's what it's for because we have this like idea of sexuality being wrong but like only for a certain gender and like it's like this whole fucked up thing but like I think that we need to stop putting pressure on people to have sex and that sex is like this big fucking thing that everyone this goal that we should all be striving for sex is amazing it's a really great time for those who are interested in it. And for those who aren't, we need to stop being like, what is mentally wrong with you that you haven't fucked? Yeah. Or that you're fucking too much. Or yeah, like, exactly. It's yeah. It, on all extremes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I think, too, like, what you're saying, what you kind of touched on, too, is, like, this weird, and I've said this, like, a million times before, is, like, this weird dynamic we have, especially in our society here, that, like, we think we're so progressive sexually, but only for certain people's sexuality. You know, if, we, if you're a, you know, a white male, <laughs> we're yeah. very progressive with your sexuality. We don't care what the fuck you do. Yeah. But if you're a homosexual or if you're, um, like, you know, a heterosexual woman, like, you know, we're anything else in your LGBTQ community, a woman in general, or someone that identifies as a woman, like, then we're not so progressive with your mm-hmm. sexuality. Then we're really constrained with, like, what we think is okay for you. And we'll okay. tell you what we think is okay with you. I was just talking about this with um, someone who was on my podcast, but he was saying that, uh, like, we're talking about these new Instagram laws. Like, you can't have sexual emojis. You can't really have, like, women, emojis yes. covering your body. You can't, like, whatever... All of these new things that they said that they've always been enforcing, but now they've just put in words to it. <laughs> but I was saying, like, usually I can count on white, cis, hetero men to, like, be open about sexuality because it protects their own interests. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, it's just yeah. not working out these days. And it's like they're just getting more and more afraid of the power of feminine sexuality and mm-hmm. it's just like we have to like stamp, stamp this out like something's because mm-hmm. back in the day it was like oh well it's a free-for-all because I still need to cheat on my wife so we can't make too many rules yeah yeah I still need free porn <laughs> exactly <laughs> and if you, I can't go to porn time because I'm in the research in the search so I go to Instagram and people these in quotes Instagram models that are naked <laughs> yeah it's yeah very convenient how we enforce these things to Definitely. only certain people um Yes, so I know we, you just mentioned how much you hate the term, but if you had to describe, you know, feminine and masculine energy to your, like, for yourself, what would that look like? I think that those terms are really fluid. Mm-hmm. I think that it's, like, very personal what mm-hmm. that means to you. Because there's, like, there's a lot of weight, like, there's gender expression, like, how you are, um, like, outwardly expressing gender, which is, like, your physical appearance, or, Mm -hmm. but then there's, like, your, how you are doing it mentally and emotionally as well, 
But I don't want to say that like feminine is has to be this softer, more nurturing thing. Because for me, it's not. Like I feel the most feminine when I am like in my strength, when I'm mm-hmm. like very confident, when I have that. Like for me um, personally, it's my ovulation energy makes me feel the most mm, feminine when I'm like ovulating and I'm like, it's a fucking sunny day and I've got like dope music on and my headphones and I'm yeah. just walking around and I'm like, I want to fuck everything. Yeah. And, like, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. just like, I feel powerful and it has nothing to do with like softness or yeah. submissiveness. And I think that that's really generally what it has been. But I think whatever fits that category for you Mm -hmm. is is what it is going to be like my my masculine energy like I don't even I don't even consider myself to have masculine energy I just like I just I I feel the way that I when I am in my power and my confidence and my sexuality I'm like I feel like a woman right now right and that's my personal identification of my own femininity right for someone else it might be like when they are like breastfeeding their baby or for someone else like whatever that happens to be but whenever you feel you feel like that powerful energy that makes you feel the most yourself and the most grounded um I think that that's what it should show up as for you personally but Mm -hmm. I would hate to have to like put things in a box and right. say this is what feminine is and this is what masculine is right because I think it's like ever-changing right and especially right now like every day I see people who are showing up in their own gender expression in this new way and I'm like fuck that's so cool yeah. like you look amazing yeah. like I yeah. love what you're doing there's so many amazing people who are um like trans people who are fucking with gender right now that are just like changing the world like yeah. I honestly like trans people are the next like they're they're the world changers right now they're fucking paving the way for what gender and what sexuality are going to look like as we move forward yep I agree um I know you're gonna keep hating <laughs> making you define words until I always get them myself so we keep throwing around the term feminism mm-hmm. um and what does it mean to you? And what does feminism look like? And I know people counter it with, well, like, I'm just a humanist. Or I'm just I'm mm. into humanism. Um, so what does feminism mean to you? Or what does it look like? Feminism for me is the power for women and, like, on a larger scale, all genders to express themselves however they want as long as it's consensual and not hurting anyone. Mm. So, like, an example of that is um, something that was very polarizing was uh, women who were wearing hijabs. Mm. And I think that there was a lot of contention in the feminist community because they know where that began, and they feel like they are freeing women by saying that they shouldn't be wearing them. But at the end of the day, feminism is about allowing women to do whatever the fuck they want. Mm-hmm. Which is wearing a hijab if they want to, or wearing fucking nothing if they want to. Mm-hmm. And, like, the same side could be said, like, I know that high heels were made by men to make me look hotter for them, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that I can't take back that power and mm-hmm. wear those heels. Mm-hmm. And 
I think that, like, a lot of people have an idea of that they are, like, freeing people from their own constraints. Which As I is, tell you what to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, you know better than yeah. fucking anyone what <laughs> that is. But... Yeah, but in the case of the hijab, it not only is that, like, racist, because mm-hmm. you feel like you know better because you're from, like, a Western culture, yeah. yeah. but it's also, like, my definition of bad feminism mm-hmm. is, like, we just can't, like, at the end of the day, if you want women to have power, it has to be across the board. Mm-hmm. And even if you think that they are hurting themselves, even if you think that they are not empowered by whatever they're doing or wearing, that's just not up to you at the end of the day. Because mm-hmm. we can't <laughs> we can't like make everyone conform to our ideals of what is right and wrong. Yeah. You're never going to do that. It like has nothing to do with feminism. You're never going to do that with like men. We're never going to do that with any people on a large scale right it's it's about like freedom mm-hmm. and that's yeah that's feminine i'm rambling but that's feminism no, no, no. You say, um, <laughs> no i i 100 agree in, in the irony of a group of people saying you know women can women shouldn't have to listen to men but listen to me and do what i tell you to do it's yeah like, wait what like so um i always get messages i got one that stands out in my mind last week and it was from a listener and she said you know um, I've heard you comment on like radical feminism and and um, and use yourself say you're a sex positive feminist and that's the, that's the title you go by and is there a thing as like non sex positive feminist oh, there's and, sure like, is. and like you know you, you know you mentioned before a lot of feminism feminists um, are very verbally against sex work like doesn't that not make sense I'm like you're right it doesn't make sense to say hey don't let men tell you what to do with your body hey but don't do what you want to do with your body mm-hmm. um, so I. I echo what you're saying where um, I think it's bad feminism to say you can you don't have to do this because someone else has told you to but mm-hmm. we want to no 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 you don't want to you just you're confused at what you want yeah, let you me th- tell you, you what you want yeah let me but tell you what yeah, you really it's want it's not your job to heal somebody like let's say that it is because something that happened to them when they were a kid and what, for whatever reason they got fucked up about something and now this is what they want to do with their, their life that's literally everyone in the world yeah, yeah. it just like it yeah, just happens to be you're choosing just something different like yeah. you're fucked up something happened to you in your childhood that made you think that you wanted a white picket fence and a golden retriever and yeah. like now that's your life but like just because somebody else is fucked we're all fucked yeah. in some way <laughs> and we're all making choices around yeah. it yeah. so it's like, like the blind it's lead not, the blind out here. exactly it's not your job to heal someone's like childhood wounds yes, 100%. <laughs> and call it feminism yeah 100% and I, I love the argument that you know people are in sex work because they don't they're so they've been spoon fed this idea that that's what like that it's okay to be such a sex object that they've like they think it's good right yeah. <laughs> it's like there's I saw this meme the other day and it was like have you heard of people are saying about you and it's like this unicorn it's like this like Instagram is hilarious and she's like with her little like dollar bills and she's like like counting her dollar bills and she's like sorry what and it's like I can't hear you all the, over all, all this money the, all the money uh, all the ATMs churning money for me but that's the thing like money gives like women power and mm-hmm. that like I said before yes. like and power that we have not necessarily had in the past because right. we were financially dependent on men. Yeah. And I think that that's like, however you get that freedom. Right. Fucking get it. Right. 
And I think the same thing about education, too. Yeah. Like, in whatever, it doesn't need to be, um, like, textbook education, but wherever you can, like, expand your mind in whatever way, um, I think that's the best way to avoid um, someone suppressing you and controlling Mm -hmm. you is to, like, know know things for yourself. Um, Totally. So, yeah, with money and education, I think it's, like, the best way to combat people trying to, like, um, oppress you. Yeah. Um... So, <coughs> she's how, still dying. Just, I'm if, still if you guys were wondering, <laughs> it's been 28 motherfucking days. Okay, <laughs> um, how would you describe your own sexuality? Ever changing. I love, I love that answer because I'm the same way. Some days I like I want to hump everything. Some days I don't want a single fucking person to look at me. Totally. Some days I want like fuck a woman so bad. Some days I want to fuck a man. So anyway, that, that's yes. it's not my question. It's your question. No. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. I agree. Like I, um, like as I'm getting older, I'm finding I'm like more attracted to women. Like I, uh, I like some days like. I really want dick. Like some days I don't. Like I, it's. I had a way better relationship with my sexuality when I realized that it was okay to not always want sex just because I defined myself as a sexual being, mm-hmm. and that was um. That was kind of a big moment for me because somebody who's like, oh, I'm very sex positive. Like I know lots about sex, and then I would kind of have these moments when I was younger where I was like, well, why don't I fucking want to have sex then? Mm-hmm. Like if I'm like so sex positive, like when my boyfriend wants to fuck, like why can't why don't I want to fuck him? Mm-hmm. And I had to really come to terms with the fact that like it is very fluid, and it's fluid in like from day to day, and it's fluid from week to week, month to month, whatever it is. Um, and that it's okay to, like, want different things at different times. Like, mm. oh, I'm, like, super into anal sex for, like, this month. But now yeah. I'm just, like, I'm good for the next two years. Like, yeah. who, who cares? Like, it doesn't yeah. matter. And you don't have to have this checklist of things that you do. Like, that was a big one for me. Like, oh, if I haven't done literally everything, then am I really sex positive? Yeah. So, yeah. I think that your sexual uh, people's sexuality is what you want to make of it. And my own is definitely in constant flux. <laughs> mm-hmm. No, I completely agree. Um, and there's so many things, at least for myself, that, like, uh, impacts it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's impacted by everything. It's impacted by the weather. It's impacted by, like, my weight that day. How stress. I feel about myself and my period yeah. and stress and, yeah, work and my uh, my earlier interactions with someone else that day and how my mom and my interact yeah, with anyone else that day. You know? <laughs> Your mental state, totally. Yeah. There's so many things that are, like always changing like what's gonna fuck up our sex drive and and also the term sex drive is terrible because it's just like it's not a drive just so (laughs) we know it isn't it isn't like a thing that is like driving you forward it's not like if I don't eat I will die no if you don't have sex you're not gonna die so it's not a drive it's not like (laughs) you need more more men need to die thank you you're not gonna die (laughs) um speaking about sex uh, it's funny because I don't remember, <coughs> I don't remember, um, a very good sex education in my school. And I don't think most people I've encountered with, like you're shooting your head right now, I don't think we really got that. I don't know if that's just like a BC thing or like <laughs> Canada or just the fucking world sucks. It's, I've heard mostly it's. It's everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I it's don't know rampant. what it's like these days, but yeah, yeah. So, 
as a sex worker, people think I know all the answers to sex. I know all the answers to the vagina, to being a female, what it looks like, what men want. Um, and I always joke, it's a blind leading the blind. And like what you know, like and what works for me, not may not work for you. But just as like vast as that is, like the vagina is like this completely foreign thing to most. Honestly, I want to say all men and most women. Um, so I'm just curious, like, what are the most common misconceptions? I know there's probably a lot of them about the vagina that you've heard. I'd say, like, the number one biggest misconception is that there's something wrong with your vagina. Mm. People think that they, that it doesn't, like, look good enough, that, like, something's wrong with it because of, like, how much fluid's coming out of it, whatever it is. But for the most part, unless you're in pain or unless you have something that, like, really has changed so if you like notice something like if your discharge is like a completely different color than usual or if you notice like a smell that you're not used to get that checked out but for Mm -hmm. the most part your vagina is definitely normal and as well I think that a big thing is that education around the vagina so if you can like know your parts like yes we call it the vagina and that's like a colloquialism that we have all adopted now but it really is a vulva yeah um and I don't care. At this point, I'm like, yes, okay, we've, we've kind of adopted the name vagina, and that's yeah. okay. But just know that it is a vulva, because I think that a lot of the mystery surrounds it when we start calling something a vagina, and Probably. then we have to say, like, vagina hole. Yeah. Or, like, we start making up these, or down there, yeah. and we start making yeah. up these, yeah. like, ephemeral words for our genitals, and it makes them even more shrouded in mystery. Right. But... Yeah, I'd say the biggest one is people worry about whether or not their vagina is normal, whether it looks normal. That little tucked in, tiny little rose picture that we have of a perfect vulva is definitely not what most vulvas look like. Right. That's like at the beginning of pornography, uh, it was mostly print porn. Right. All and edited. it all got edited up. Yeah, all those labias got tucked right in. And now we have this idea that all of these. All women have these, like, tiny little tucked in, like, can't see any of the inner labia vulvas, but that's not the norm. (laughs) There's so many different kinds. They all look different. Um, If you look into Betty Dodson, she has a bunch of illustrations of all these different vulvas, which were literally, she did this in the 70s, and it was just, like, her friend's in her living room and she was like drawing their vulvas and uh, she gave them all these like cute little architectural names (laughs) so it's like very very cute but you can kind of look at them and you can find one that kind of mostly matches yours but literally they're all different like I don't think I've ever seen two vulvas that look exactly the same right (laughs) and even for me like I I see pussy all day long (laughs) and I see it up close and personal on stage or in the change room and yeah um a lot of vaginas are not tucked in, mm-hmm. and um, and yeah, I think that's the thing I most hear often. It's like my vagina looks weird, or like my outer or inner labia doesn't look right, and it's like, well, it looks right for you, like yeah. you know, and like I think yeah, it's yeah, vaginas are this whole fingerprints. and it's like because this whole thing with like the vaginal rejuvenation surgery that came mm-hmm. out. Like, everyone's like, oh, shit, like, that's a thing? Yeah. Is that a thing I need? Do I need that to, like, make my partner happy? Right. And 
it's, it's, I don't know. I, I was looking, I was doing like a Volvo misconceptions episode on my podcast. Mm. I was looking something up and one of the first things I found was, um, like how to repair your hymen at home. Oh my God. Yes. And it was just like, yeah, it was really sad and it was really heartbreaking that that was a thing. That's another thing is that like your hymen matters at all. Yeah. It's a thing. Yeah. Um, for most people, like you will have a hymen. Some people are born without one because uh, it's literally just a piece of skin. It has nothing. It's not like actually a thing that you need. Mm-hmm. It's just a piece of skin. Right, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't do anything. It doesn't have like a purpose. Right. Um, we just happened to name a little skin flap. But for most people, it'll it'll break. Um, the tampons. Just stuff, tampons, right? yeah. exercise, um, like stretching. Uh, and... Uh, you don't, like, it's not necessary. Uh, a lot of the time, like, sometimes it won't break during sex. Sometimes you'll just have an intact hymen for your entire life. Mm. So it really just depends on the person. And I think that there's, like, yeah, this idea of, like, tightness and, like, what's not, it's not a fresh seal. It's yeah, not, like, yeah, that's what people think about, break right? here for virginity loss. <laughs> like, it's, just, it's just this weird skinny yeah. skin flap that we've decided to name and put some sort of weird importance on yeah cultural importance <laughs> on it um what are some other i know you touched on one just saying about time in that what are some other common sex misconceptions you hear um mostly that people just worry that they're not doing it right or that they could be doing it better or that they should be doing things that they're not um I think that if you are having sex and you are enjoying yourself, regardless of if you're having orgasms, um, if you are doing certain sex acts, as long as everything's consensual and you're having a good time, then you are having good sex. Mm-hmm. And I think that there can be a lot of pressure for people to try everything or do everything at least once. And if that calls to you, then absolutely, like try everything at least once. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> sounds great. Sounds fun. But if you're, like, very happy with your sex life and um, your partner is as well or if it's just, like, a solo sex relationship with yourself, um, if you're happy and you're, I don't know, you're having pleasurable experiences, then you're doing okay. Yeah, and you're doing it right. <laughs> um, so, okay, so I am not ashamed to say that I didn't know much about periods mm-hmm. like even like yeah being a sex worker like I had a period for a long time now <laughs> um like I honestly thought my menstrual cycle okay correct me if I'm wrong menstruation it starts at the end of your period right or is that wrong um menstruation is your period that's like the, the whole cycle of it okay your, your menstrual cycle your menstrual cycle is all of it yeah and, and when is it supposed to start so it's 20, usually about 28 days long. And does it end um, your period or start your period? It starts at, it starts at the end of your period. Right. Okay. So. Or, so it starts at the beginning. So the, the first end. day yeah. is the first day of your yes. period. Yes. Okay. So, yes. Okay. So I thought it started at the end of your period. <laughs> like your first like non-bloody date. That was a new cycle. And your cycle ends at your period. Yeah. It starts and on I, the first day of bleeding. Yeah. Because you don't know how long, like there is no, um, 
number of days that a period will last. Right. So it could go from, like, some some women only have two-day periods, and those are uh, terrible bitches, and yeah. we don't like them at yeah. all. Yeah. God, <laughs> God's favorite chosen ones. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, mostly it's average, uh, it's like a five-day cycle, but it can go up to, like, seven or eight, too. Yeah. So, yeah, first day is your first day, and then 28 days from your first day will probably be your next period, but mm-hmm. that's obviously in right. flux as well. So, yeah, so I didn't even know. I thought it was the end of the period. But I really learned that, like, last year. Um, and I'm calling you. Um, but uh, so what are some other common period misconceptions you hear a lot? Uh, biggest one is that it's dirty. Um, people are mostly, uh, I'd say, I don't want to say mostly, but many people are afraid of their blood. Uh, mm. They don't want to touch it. They feel like it's, um, like, bacterial or something. Mm. Um, but... Uh, I'd say there's just, like, a lot of fear around it. There's lots of misconceptions that that men are having about periods. Like, yes. you can hold it in. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. There was, like, a guy on the internet. I don't know if you saw this. He, like, he's, like, I don't understand, like, why, uh, why these women just don't just hold in their period if they're having, if they're, like, in class or something. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. Like, it's, like, a pee? Like, like it's, like, a like, pee. Yeah. yeah. And, and then you, like, break, you go it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Like, where's your mother? Like, why did she not teach you these things? That's but, hilarious. I am adamant that men know things about periods, even though, I'm, <laughs> even though my vast knowledge. But, um, like, my boyfriend, he, he will, like, put my tampon in for me and take my tampon out. Amazing. I just, yeah. I just think men should be very comfortable with periods. I mean, yeah. they eat me out of my period. I make him, yes. like... I agree. Yeah. I think that that should not be relegated to only women's um because you you get the sex ed talk it's usually about periods and you get like separated separated. but that should be in theirs as well because they're so scared of them and it's just so strange like i don't like they don't want to hear about it they can't like see a tampon they don't like like a clean like packaged tampon freaks them out yeah i know so funny enough so i think it was like two weeks ago or so my girlfriends who's also a sex worker we were um out for coffee and she's like hey babe do you have a tampon I was like sure and then I was like do you want me to like like sneak it to you she's like no you can to me and we're like in like Starbucks and I was like I love that I love yeah because like I would have just carried a fucking tampon I don't give a fuck sure but I love that she was like yeah sure give it to me and like took it and like went to uh, yeah went to the bathroom because like what so people know you were like you're bleeding like who the fuck cares yeah like, exactly and but that's a thing right like yeah. like you secretly go up to someone and like hey like do you have a tampon? Yeah. It's like this like big, like scary yeah. secret thing. Cause you just don't want what it like. You know, you're, you not even children. People, like, like people with penises. You yeah. don't want people with penises to know. Cause yeah. like if you're asking another woman, woman you're not ashamed. You're yeah, not ashamed with them. Know. It's just like this thing that like, Oh, we have to, we must keep the men safe <laughs> yeah. from the scary periods. Yeah. Protect them. <laughs> yeah. And there's, there's sensitive little <laughs> sensibilities. What will yeah. they do? Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It is a weird fucking concept. But I mean, the concept is obviously like that we have to be these perfect, clean little things that are for their pleasure, right? And right, that's like, yeah. That's the, the, the thing behind it. I know that most people can still be ashamed of their period and not feel that way about themselves, but originally that was what it was. Like, we're just trying to keep it a secret so that we don't seem gross. Mm-hmm. Or you're not as desirable Yes, exactly, because that's our... That's our main goal. Yeah. Is to be as desirable yeah. as possible. Yeah. In my work, it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're doing great. <laughs> I'm really doing God's work, to be honest. <laughs> um, okay, so my own personal question, because I have a deep 
flow in a wide sense of China. But um, <laughs> no, I have a very heavy flow. I will be bleed like seven days. I'll go through a super tampon in 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I have a copper IUD and I found like that definitely yeah. increased my flow. Yeah. Um, is there any natural, or actually I don't even give a fuck with natural. Is there any way to shorten a period? Shorten uh, exercise or sex. I knew it. Okay, I knew yeah. fucking on your period shortened it. Yes. And people were like, that's not true. I'm like, Some like people... you're just horny and you just like, it's like, <laughs> valid. But also, um, also using it. a cup apparently is better because anything Diva that creates cup? like suction mm. will actually like pull it out of you. But like same thing, like penetrative sex will pull the period out of you more. Right. right, uh, right. To get like, because you know, it, it ends when it ends, right? So right. if you can pull the blood out faster, then it'll come out faster. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if you're if more movement... Um, anything. Okay, well, I can exercise, but I'll fuck on it, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, and also, if you want to lighten it, uh, I've heard that, like, Advil, like acetaminophen, will, will do that. Oh, interesting. I've never heard that before. Someone told me that. I'd have not, I've not tried that, but I've heard this. But that's not a natural way. It's just a way. Okay. One of the ways. <laughs> awesome. So, okay, so when I first posted on the Instagram, if anyone had any questions for you, I got a lot of responses about the G-spot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is a elusive thing. And I know you recently put on a G-Spot workshop. Mm-hmm. So can you give Which us... Which you can still buy on my website. <laughs> yeah. And you can plug all that at the end. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but can you kind of give us a little, like, quick crash course of what we need to know about the G-Spot or kind of, sure. like, what the fuck it is? <laughs> yeah. So um, before I get started, the disclaimer is that no matter what kind of orgasms you're having or not having, they are still totally valid and that just because you are not having a penetrative orgasm does not mean that you are any less of a human being. So, with that in mind... There's <laughs> <laughs> <As> your disclaimer. <laughs> um, the G-spot was this thing that was like very... It was, had a, it was like a point of contention. Like a lot of people were like, no, it's a myth. Or yeah. like, it doesn't exist. Right. And it's because all of these people were talking about having this point in their uh, vaginal canal that had pleasure feelings in it. Mm-hmm. And science was like, yeah, but there's nothing there, so why would that happen? Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Cool. 2008 is when we discovered that the clitoris is more than just a nub on the outside of our body. 2008. 2008. That's fucking wild. 2008. <laughs> that's, that's when Kanye West interrupted Taylor Swift on stage. Just for a reference, reference point. point. yeah. <laughs> I was in grade 11. Actually, let's say I was in grade 3. <laughs> <laughs> I was just being born. <laughs> You're just like such a newbile young woman. Yeah, yeah. Um, really useful. <laughs> um, yeah, so we discovered that the clitoris was actually this whole system that's inside of our body. Uh, so it has like bulbs and legs that are inside and actually sits around our vaginal canal. Mm. And there's legs that actually go closer to like our pelvic bone too. Mm. So you can have pleasure sensation on the inside and the outside, that's why you're, like, so sensitive pretty much everywhere. Right. In your, like, groin area. Mm-hmm. But when you are penetrating the G-spot, and then there's also, like, the A-spot, and there's, like, all these other things, too, but that's, that's for Google. <laughs> <laughs> but the, it's basically that you are um, uh, stimulating your clitoris, but from the inside. Oh, so that point is like just putting pressure on some of like the clitoral bulbs and whatever else is happens to be in that area. Uh, and yes, you can um, have orgasms from that, but it is clitoral stimulation. Mm. So 
a lot of people are like getting a little bit upset about that. They're like, no, it's not just my clitoris. I'm mm-hmm. but yes, it is. It is on the inside, but that's totally fine and that's cool. But that's what's happening. If you want to have a G spot orgasm or have G spot stimulation, um, I suggest getting a G spot specific toy mm. and starting with that. Um, a lot of the time a penis is not going to cut it because mm. they just aren't shaped properly for that. Right. They would have to have a pretty intense curve to them. Not that that doesn't exist. If you have one of those in your life, congratulations. <laughs> 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 but uh, most of the time they just don't have the right like curvature to them to actually hit your G spot. So the toy that I suggest is called the Enjoy Pure Wand. It's the one I started with um, and I still like to this day think it's the best one out there but there's a lot if you like vibration then there's lots of g-spot toys that do that as well Mm -hmm. the enjoy is literally just like a stainless steel curved wand with like bulbs on the end but um it's really good for finding your g-spot if you haven't had that experience before or don't feel like you've had that experience so when you are stimulating that area you're going to try and put pressure on that um it's like two to three inches inside your vaginal canal if you make like a come hither motion with your fingers that's how you can find it manually but toys usually have the exact right uh, distance and you can find it um, pretty easily with that and how you find it is by feel like you'll feel like a urination feeling mm-hmm. a urination sensation as I like to say. <laughs> Yes. Well done. <laughs> it rhymes. I see that wordplay. Um, <laughs> uh, and so if you, it's, it's very uncomfortable for a lot of people who haven't felt that before. So it's really about relaxing into that and being okay if you pee. But right. it's not pee, usually. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you have to really like let go of that idea that you're going to pee or just be like okay with it or if it really bothers you you can like get into a bathtub and do it mm-hmm. um but uh yeah just relax into that feeling just keep putting pressure on that you'll probably start to like feel a lot of like heat in your chest and face area mm-hmm. as it gets more intense and you may or may not have an orgasm you may or may not squirt um squirting is like the byproduct usually of a g-spot not orgasm because you can squirt without orgasming, but you can also orgasm and squirt at the same time or whatever it may be. It all happens kind of independently. Um, I've only like squirted and had an orgasm like once or twice. Usually I will squirt without orgasm, but it still feels like a release. But Mm -hmm. squirting is like not really necessary for orgasm. It's just kind of like a cool thing that your body can do. <laughs> well, that was my next question. Is squirting a real thing and can all women squirt? I think that if you have the, um, like if you have the anatomy for it, then yes, like you will. And yeah, you do like <laughs> you unless like you have something that you know is medically missing from your body, then you are probably able to squirt, but that it doesn't matter if you can or cannot. So mm-hmm. don't like put pressure. It's very, it's like a kind of performative thing to do. Uh, yeah. 100%. It's not like, like, yes, there is a bit of a release to it, but I don't think it's like you have to squirt or you're missing out on something. It's mm-hmm. really just like an explosion of fluid. Yeah. And yes, it is real. And no, it's not pee. We have something in our body, um, that is like it's left over from the prostate essentially of like if we were going to be male so Mm -hmm. when you're in the womb you're going to be born male or female but we basically all have the same parts and then they get arranged differently as we get a gender assigned assigned to us 
whatever, <laughs> an original gender, I guess, or whatever yeah. you want to call it. But um, we have this little piece of what would be part of a prostate, um, and it cre- creates a fluid called PSA. Um, or not a fluid called PSA, but it has PSA in it. But it's like the same fluid, basically, that semen comes out with. Interesting. So that thing is what gets stimulated as well as the G-spot, and then it's called the skeins. The skeins glands. But, uh, and then when we are squirting, um, they did tests on the fluid, and it has PSA in it, which is, like, not something that we really need. It's just kind of leftover from uh, the skeins gland that we got from birth. So it's not something for reproduction. It's literally just a little extra, like, your appendix thing that we have in our body. It's a little fun bit. Yeah. (laughs) So that's what creates the fluid, and then it just comes out through the urethra. Uh, And so, so, yes, there is, like, urea in um, squirting ejaculation that comes out of a vulva, but uh, there's also urea in male ejaculate. So that's good to know as well, because everyone's like... Golden drinks when you swallow it. Exactly. (laughs) But it comes out of the same place that urine comes out of, so it makes sense... Yeah. But there's going to be a little in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so sure we've all had worse things in our mouth. <laughs> I can name him. <laughs> um, anal sex. Mm-hmm. People are always asking about anal sex. They sure are. Friend, yeah. Friends and <laughs> listeners, and they're always bugging me. <laughs> so they want tips and advice. So what is some advice that you have for people interested in dabbling in anal sex? Lube. <laughs> yes. Uh, second that. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure we all know that one. But, uh, yeah, lubricant is massive. Mm-hmm. Please don't ever, ever let anyone just use saliva on your anus. Mm-hmm. Not a thing. Mm-hmm. It's not good enough. Um, yeah, your, I mean, your anus doesn't have any natural lubrication. It needs some help with that. There are actual, um, lubricants that are made for anal sex, which are great because they're nice and thick. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, I would say condoms are a big thing for that. Uh, especially if you like don't know your partner as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just to be sure, but slow is mm-hmm. my biggest advice. Um, you need a lot of warm up for anal sex, mm-hmm. and especially if you're new to it. And I'd say a lot of finger play is how you're going to want to start and just really, like, work up to any type of phallus object. Um, yeah, you're going to... It's probably going to, like... Like, the best anal sex I've ever had is when someone, like, was working on me for, like, half an hour before. Mm-hmm. Lots of communication. You're going to want to talk the whole time. Like, you have to be comfortable communicating mm-hmm. if you're going to jump into anal sex because... Mm-hmm. You don't want to hurt or rip anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Definitely not a great look. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, lubricant, work in as slowly as possible. Communicate the whole time. Uh, constantly be checking in if you're the person penetrating. Uh, just constantly be asking them how they're doing, how they're feeling. Um, and uh, if you are the person being penetrated, then just constantly be letting them know how you're doing and let them know if you're not okay. Like, don't grin and bear it mm-hmm. <laughs> this is like like you can always bounce back like you're fine like it is your body but you don't like p- if you have pain it's not going to be a fun experience and you're probably not going to want to try it again and anal sex can be really fucking good yeah, yeah. it can be really fucking good yeah. so make sure that you have good experiences yeah i found my best orgasms have been not all of them but some of them have been um like deeping 
Yeah. Like, with, like, something in my anus and something in oh, yeah. my vaginal canal. <laughs> I, I assume, like, you're also hitting your clitoris from the inside yeah. as well. But, yeah, like, the most freeing, like, the most, like, animalistic sex I've ever had where you're just, like... You don't even understand the sounds that are coming out of your mouth <laughs> has been definitely with like anal play involved. Yeah, yeah anal play really good, but the, I, I echo the same thing. Um, lube is what makes or breaks anal yes. play for sure. Yeah, yeah, and being comfortable to your partner, like if you can just like you're not worried if like you shit on them, like you know, yes, like, it might totally. happen. Oh yeah, like, that's that's the other thing. People are always worried about like smell and like like. There's the shit happens in anal literally, sex. literally shit happens. <laughs> like I've shit on people before, and if you're that worried, I'd recommend just doing like an enema. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, if you're that, that is an about option. Um, yeah, just make sure. Yeah, you're using a lot of lube. You're super comfortable with that person, and like talk about shit mm-hmm. before you do it. If mm-hmm. you're not comfortable talking with that person about you maybe shitting on them, then they're not the right partner. Hundred percent. I agree. <laughs> I echo that. Um, so I've recently also heard a lot about THC-infused lubricants, and I know you post about them as well. So what's the deal with those? Yeah, so I got, uh, we did a fun, oh, you did a, you did a fun talk at um, <laughs> the sex re- re-education event that mm-hmm. was by Bad Academy, mm-hmm. um, and there was a uh, company that provided THC lube in the little gift bags there. Right. So I took some of that home, which is very fun. Uh, and I'd never used it before. It was like very new to me, but, um, I tried it and I'm not like a weed person. Like I don't like smoke a lot of weed. Like I will like just to like chill out at a party, but I'm like definitely a person who's like, Oh, I only need like one puff and I'm like done. Yeah. I'm not a weed person at all. And then, uh, yeah, I've done like CBD and stuff to like chill out at night, but right. I had heard that someone said that they're using THC lube was like your pussy getting high and that it it. like wasn't that's such a good sales like it doesn't get (laughs) you high it's like your pussy gets high so I tried it so it takes about like 15 minutes to actually work this is um a lube you can get from Miss Envy if you're interested uh, or like other places as well but um it takes about 15 minutes I put on like four pumps of it and then I waited, I put on um, some, like, literotica, like, audio porn, which nope. I also never tried before, which is yeah. very cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, this seems like a good warm-up for this. And yeah. I just kind of waited 15 minutes, and then suddenly there was, like, do you know, like, when you get, like, basically clit blue balls, and it just feels like you, ha- like, it, like, almost hurts? Yeah. So I had that sensation. It's called blue balls. <laughs> The female version of blue balls. <laughs> it was like tightness and like like a tiny bit of like pain, but not in like a like Bad what's way. happening to yeah. me. It was yeah. like I need to fucking release masturbate yeah. now. Yeah. So yeah, so I, I was like I came like twenty over twenty times. That's and I, I am a stacked orgasm person, so I don't wanna say that like if you use this lube, you'll definitely yeah. 20 come twenty orgasms times. at least. Yeah. But um yeah, so I, I was like having stacked orgasms, but usually I'll have like maybe like, you know, six to eight. Yeah. Like I'll be like, okay, I'm just like gonna have like normal master but this was like double and after when I stopped I was like okay I just fucking need to stop yeah it wasn't because I like I definitely could have kept going my my Volvo was like fucking I don't know she was high it was fucking high it was it was a very interesting sensation but the orgasms came a lot easier um 
and they were like, I was able to have more of them obviously. And I think it was just like, I don't, I don't even know. Like maybe she's just like more relaxed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how it works, but I just know that it was like, I, I think if you're somebody who, um, struggles to have orgasms, that might be like a good thing to try. Oh, I will say, uh, it's an oil, so don't use condoms with it because mm. it will disintegrate condoms. Um, and as well, if someone's going to eat you out, they will get fucked up. So just be <laughs> careful with that because it is like 300 milligrams. It's not like, it's, it's not chill. It's yeah. pretty potent. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> That's amazing. Okay, well, I need to get some of this fucking THC shit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, before we wrap up here, I have some questions for you. So... Describe your first sexual encounter or experience. My first one. Oh, my God. Okay. I was 16, and it was with my first boyfriend, uh, and we had gotten to a fight, I think, and, like, we got home, and it was a very, like, teenage girl, like, weird moment where I was just, like, we were, like hooking up or whatever, doing the same things we always do, but never actually, like, getting full sex. And, uh, I was like, we can have sex if you want to. And he was like, are you sure? And I was like, if you want. <laughs> I was just, like, <laughs> being, like, such a little, like, brat about it. And then that's how I lost my virginity, because I was being, like, a little <laughs> bitch about it. And, like, that was just, like, me, like, <laughs> trying to, I don't know, prove a point or something, or, like, make him do something that like I don't know I was trying to put the ball in his court but he's a teenage boy so obviously if I tell him he can have sex <laughs> he's gonna do it he's probably not but it was fine he was a very nice guy and like yeah I, I don't have any regrets that that was like the person I lost my virginity to or anything like that but he was pretty much he was the person I did all of my first things with nice. I, I waited until I was like 16 I was very not like a late bloomer I don't think that that's that oh my god old. I don't think I no I I don't think that's old at all. I was 19 when I lost my virginity. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't think. I, that's like when I hear like 12 and stuff. I'm like, holy fuck. I know. Like, that's like, so that seems, young. Yeah. I think it's fully okay to be yeah. later. Because I remember really wanting sex around like 14. Mm-hmm. Like that's oh, I when I started. Masturbating started. At, like eight or something. Oh, no. Whatever, I was yeah. like five when I started masturbating. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I was having any orgasms, but I don't oh, remember. I, was <laughs> I remember that vividly. <laughs> My best orgasms were 20 years ago. <laughs> it's never the same again. <laughs> Never hit that high. After you break that seal. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, <laughs> what is something you've done and tried that you would never try again? Ooh, that's a cool question. Um, I'm, like, not super into crazy, like, bondage stuff, hmm. um, which is because I a lot of, like, in Vancouver, a lot of the, uh, I guess, like, not... I want to say, like, the open relationship or swinger community mm. also has a lot to do with um, BDSM. Yeah. Like, there isn't really... Like, I think there's, the like, one club yeah. that... Yeah. So, the kink community is has a lot of overlap. It's different for in, like, places like Toronto, which is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Like, there's actual, like, swingers clubs and events that are separate from it, but it's very intertwined here in the city, um, which is fine. It just happens to be, like, something I'm not, like, super, super into, but I went to a kink event. I still go to them because they're awesome and I like mm-hmm. dressing up and yeah, it's cool yeah. and fun yeah. and like that's where the community is. But uh, I went to a like public sex party and I just like couldn't get into the idea of fucking in front of 
people, which I thought I'd be really into. It was it was very BDSM-y. It was, like, in a dungeon situation. Oh, so and it's not like you're, like, you know, on Robson Square. Like, no, okay, no. It's not like a public <laughs> event. Okay. No, no. It was, like... Just um, you the library. <laughs> but it was, like, a party, and you could, like, wear whatever you wanted. It was, like, very inclusive. Um, but I, I don't know if, like, the inclusivity made it more intense. But we ended up having sex in, like, this little, like... It was more secluded. Like, it was like a... It almost looked like a little cubicle locker type situation mm-hmm. with, like, a mesh curtain in front of it. So you could still kind of see, but not really. Mm-hmm. But we tried having sex in the public area, like, the, the the dungeon area. And I just would look over, and then there'd just be, like, this be this full audience of, like, all these people I didn't know. Which, always in my head, I thought would be super hot. Yeah. But then when I could actually see faces... I was like, oh, no, I don't like, I don't like that I like guy. Oh, like, yeah. I don't like that person there. Like, I don't like the way he's looking at me. And it just, yeah. like, got, it was too weird for me. But I, I like that idea. And I still like the idea of it, which yeah. I think is a really cool point that you can actually have fantasies that turn you on that aren't as good in practice. For sure. Um, but, yeah, there's, like, mostly that's, like, the the weird, the one where I've been, like, I'm going to say no to this and stop it. Yeah. (laughs) What's one thing that you don't understand or that drives you crazy about the opposite sex? It's like a, like a privilege thing and that they, for the most part, in my experience, I don't want to blanket term an entire gender, but that they don't really, I feel like they've been babied a lot Yes. and they don't like to do things for themselves. (laughs) And that drives me fucking nuts. Like, when I worked in an office many moons ago, I would get asked to, like, Google shit. And it's like, why can't you just do this work yourself? And I, it's, like, something that me and my husband talk about a lot. Because I want to be awake to my privilege, and I want him to be awake to his privilege. And so we have this conversation a lot where I'm like why do you think that you're asking me to do this specific thing? Like, mm-hmm. what do you think, like, the, the like, what do you think's behind that? Mm-hmm. Like, what's the psychology behind it? And it's just because men are treated differently when they're young. Like, they get... Babied. Babied, yeah. yeah. And they don't have to do as many things. They don't have to do as many chores. Like, yeah. And I, I it, that drives me nuts. And it, it's a unwillingness to be educated and unwillingness to, like, put in the work that most women have to do a hundred times over just to be taken seriously. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's my number one pet peeve is that they just like won't work for themselves. Won't just fucking figure it out. Um, That's so funny. (laughs) I say it to my boyfriend all the time too. Like he'll do something and I'm like, how did you get to 30? Like, like how? Like, how have you not, like, straddled the thinnest, like, died off yet? Like, sometimes, like, when he's just, like, sometimes, like, a little incompetent about something, I'm like, what? Like, who... Who's keeping you alive? Like, and I always like, joke too. Like, they go from like their mother's teat to like their wife's teat. Yes, like, but that and that's like fucking. I don't know. That drives me nuts. There's this. There's this um, British influencer uh, named Florence Given, and uh, she has this like tagline that's "Stop raising him. He's not your son." Preach. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it just resonates so hard. Yes. And I just think about like, luckily, I'm with someone who I'm able to have these conversations with right. and be like, "Hey, like, why do you like? What do you think in your past is making you ask me what like time you have to leave tomorrow? I don't fucking know. Check yeah. your schedule. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, but 
yeah, I think for the most part, we are putting in the work for the opposite gender and we are letting them get away with that. Yeah. And that they, it's not their fault necessarily. They live in a very privileged world. Mm -hmm. So they obviously, like, why wouldn't you take advantage of that if you have it? Yeah. But yeah, I think that the more men who are willing to educate themselves on why they are the way they are, the better the world will be. Yeah. Grow the fuck up. No, just kidding. <laughs> Essentially. Um, one last question. If you had the world's attention for 30 seconds, what would you say? <laughs> um, see, this is a hard question because it's hard to educate people. Mm-hmm. And for me, I think it would have to be along the lines of something like, like your pleasure is important or that your orgasms or not orgasms are normal. I, th- I just, like, I wish I could educate people in a way that works for them. And I'm trying really hard to navigate what that is. Mm-hmm. Because for me, when I came into this business, there's a lot of, like, sacred sexuality talk. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a that's a big thing. Like, it's very, like, spiritual. The, co- the sexual coaching arena tends to be built on... Um, more of that spirituality, mm-hmm. which is fine, but I also think that it can be limiting. And mm-hmm. I think that some people, for some people, sex is not sacred. Mm-hmm. Sex is sex, mm-hmm. and that's okay. And that like sex can still be fun. And if you're not having like tantric sex, then you are still a valid person. Mm-hmm. And so I just want people to understand that their sex is normal, no matter how they're having it, and. That if they're just having it with themselves, that's totally fine. If they're not having it because they don't want to have it, then that's fine. Your sex is normal. That is what I would say. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good tagline. <laughs> I would listen to you for 30 seconds. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Well, I don't know if that's saying much. <laughs> just 31 seconds of That's out, it. <laughs> just 30 fucking seconds. <laughs> well, that is it for this episode. Jen, where can listeners find you? You can follow me on Instagram. That's where most of my cool stuff happens at mm-hmm. J-E-N-N underscore D-O-A-N. Uh, if you want to learn more about me and what I do, you can check out jenniferdoneconsulting.com. Um, and that's pretty much it. You can message me through Instagram if you have any questions. I'm always happy to uh, jump into the DMs. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. So, guys, make sure to subscribe on Google Play, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or Spotify, and review and give me all the stars. You can find me on Instagram at 50plusatip at, oh my god, today is not my day. You can find me on Instagram at 50plusatip or email me at 50plusatip at gmail.com. Jen, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. Have a wonderful week and happy hoeing. Bye.